Ah, you smell that? Yeah, spring is in the air. And one of my favorite things to do when the weather gets nice is to go for walks. But you must be careful. There's still a lot of things that could happen. Uh, this time of year, there's usually still sand in the streets from, from the winter. And the neighbor's dog runs out into the street, causing a truck full of marbles to swerve. Just barely missing the dog, but causing the marbles to spill out everywhere. Just as a guy on a bike rides by. The marbles cause him to lose control of the bike, plunging the cyclist headfirst into a tree, which causes a branch to fall loose, and then hitch a square right where you're walking, going through your mouth and out your ass, just like the woman in Cannibal Holocaust. That's right, we're doing a commentary track for Final Destination 5 on this episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attention planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer Hello everyone and welcome to episode 181 of Attack of the Killer Podcast. And this is a very special Patreon commentary episode. That's right, we will be doing a commentary, unfortunately, on the film Final Destination 5. And this was a suggestion from our newest Patreon supporter, Chris Cook! Yay! Yay! Yay. Uh, Chris has been a long-time listener of the show. And he recently signed up for what we call the Final Chapter tier, which gets him all the perks, plus um, being able to force us to uh, sit through uh, a movie like Final Destination 5. So thank you, Chris, and welcome to the Attack of the Killer podcast family. Jealous much, everyone else? That's right. You should be, but you don't have to be. Because you too can become a Patreon supporter by going to patreon.com backslash AOTKP and you can get all kinds of stuff like bonus episodes, videos, and even all the way up to suggesting us to do a commentary for a particular movie. And I wouldn't even say suggest. You tell us what movie, we have to do it. That's right. So what's stopping you from becoming a Patreon supporter? Nothing. Do it. All right, I want to take a moment here and also um, give a special shout-out to our sponsor, Shudder! Shudder, the Netflix of horror. That's right. Uh, awesome streaming service for all things horror, all things um, genre, and it's awesome. You know, I don't know about you guys, but loving the Joe Bob Brig episodes. Oh, man. Last night I watched. Yeah. Um, I wish I wish I'd just get off my ass and watch them when they're live. Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of cheating a little bit, but it's cool that they still give you those after the fact as well. But it's more than just the Joe Bob Briggs channel. There's tons of uh, like a, original um, material, um, everything from like classic horror to cool documentaries. Um, so it's awesome, and it's only four ninety nine a month or forty nine ninety nine for a full year. And because we love our listeners, we are giving you a month for free. 
That's right. We will hook you up with a free month of Shudder. If you go to Shudder.com backslash podcast, enter the promo code AOTKP, and you will get your first month of Shudder for free. And I promise you, you will be hooked and never turn back. That's right. That's right. It's pretty awesome. Also want to take a moment and talk about our very own podcast network called the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. That's right. Or as the cool kids call it, the PFPN. Uh, it's got 13, episodes, 13 different shows of all shapes and sizes and tons and tons and tons of awesome podcast podcast content. So you can check it out. Check out all the shows at thepfpn.com and if you are already a fan of the pfpn um and you're discovering our show for the first time let me tell you tackle killer podcast is a horror movie podcast where a group of friends get together and we just we pick a topic and we discuss films within that topic and we treat the show as if we're just a group of friends just hanging out, having a good time, talking about our, one of our favorite things, horror films. So it's an open discussion. We speak freely. So there, there, well, there will be spoilers with this because we're doing an actual commentary. So this isn't like one of our normal episodes. Um, it, it, uh, we don't do commentary episodes very often, but, um, boy, we do love doing them. Uh, and, uh, this time will be no exception. Anyway, that's, um, that's all I gotta say, but uh, before we get into the actual commentary, it's time to introduce you to the podcast crew. He had a premonition about his flight to uh, Paris. What he saw was so horrible he didn't even get on the flight. Then it came true. That's right, the plane ran out of those little bags of peanuts. Andy Wassum, everybody. <laughs> Hello. The, the little bags of peanuts. That's right. Peanuts. Peanuts. What's the deal with airline food? <laughs> is that is that a, is that Jerry Seinfeld? That was. Yeah, Mike said that he's Jerry kinda Seinfeld. got a voice like this. Right, I'll shut up. Sorry. <laughs> Next up to this day, he still he still can't follow a semi carrying lumber on the highway, not because of Final Destination two, but because of trailer hitch nuts. That's right, Jason Bollinger. They're so gross, just dangling there. It's gross. Hey everybody, what's up? How's it going? Thanks for tuning in. And lastly, <laughs> all of his friends started dying um, in weird and mysterious ways. Turns out it was just part of his plan to meet Tony Todd. Tad good, everybody. Did I hear like a paper crinkling? Do you have these written down on a sheet of paper? That's right. I don't have. I didn't get a chance to type up my notes yet. <laughs> I just. I just wanted to confirm that. Uh, I just want to make sure you remembered our names. I thought when I heard the paper crinkling, I thought you had our names written down. <laughs> oh. I thought, damn man, you don't remember our names. Hey guys. Hey. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the trailer hitch nuts when I see those. I was like, I bet, yeah, I bet you the real ones are in your wife's purse. That's right. <laughs> you really think most of those guys are married? 
<laughs> Go, or yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> In their brother's purse. What? Well, well, their significant other has probably got four legs and not two. So. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> not fans. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I will never understand that trend. Those, those are. Huh. Yeah. So, um, how's everybody doing? Good. Good. You know what I'm we good. Should, you know what we should do? What should we do? We should turn it over to Tad. You want to turn it to me? That's right. All right. Well, even though we're doing a commentary episode, we're going to start off with my segment, What We Watched, where we sort of go around and figure out, um, ask each other what we've watched since the last time recorded. And because we have Jason back this week, I'm going to start with him. Jason, yes, you what have did you watch? 100% more Jason than last episode. <laughs> sure. Uh, I didn't have, since I was on tour, I didn't get to watch a whole lot. I got to, um, casually, why I watched, uh, Jaws and Lost Boys. They were just kind of on at the, at Tina's house the other day. But, uh, over the weekend, um, we did get a chance to, uh, finally power through the third season of Santa Clarita Diet. Sweet! And it rules. I'm sure you already talked about it. Yeah, but. yeah a little bit on last one, but so yeah. good. I love it. Ah, that's such a cliffhanger. Um, but that's a that's what I watched. You watched <laughs> a little bit of uh, the last drive-in at my place on your first night of tour. I did. Got to see some of that. Some Castle Freak. And then somewhere in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, we ended up staying with these um, college guys, these brothers, and we get back to their house. And then he's got Castle Freak playing, and he's got a little, they got this, there's some horror fans. The first thing I see is the the new Fango sitting on the table, and then there's there's horror everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, I got a new friend in Columbus, Ohio. But, uh, yeah, I watched that. But then, uh, I guess, uh, Insane Mike and I also went to the Cedar Rapids Independent Film Festival this past weekend, so I did watch a lot of films, a lot of short films, a couple features. Um, it's our, it's one of our favorite festivals ever, just because we've been going to it for 14 years. We had two films of ours in the festival, and it was our 20th and 21st selection in this festival. Um... So we feel pretty lucky, and it's just tradition, you know. Like, um, it's just it's a great time to get over there and and hang out. And uh, Scott Beck and Brian Woods came back, and that was a big highlight. Getting to catch up with them and Justin Markson yeah. and just some old old friends. Those those fellas who wrote the Quiet Place movie, and uh, yeah, it was. It was a really good time. Yeah, it was awesome getting to catch up with them and talk about the old days a little bit. Tells you know, Scott reminded me of the story and when we worked on his film, um, worked on their film, uh, The Bride Wore Blood, and it was an what did he, what did he say? It was like an eighteen hour shoot shoot day. We shot straight for eighteen hours, and. 
Like, it all came flooding back to me when he brought it up, too. Of, And a lot of that was out in the sun. I remember yeah, that. We got sunburned to shit, and I was sick for days afterwards and they were and what i forgot was is that it was so they were so cool that they got us you and i a hotel room yeah which we didn't expect at all we we're no, like totally ready to crash on somebody's floor Absolutely. we didn't care but <coughs> the catch was we filmed the last scene of this 18 hour day in the bathtub of this hotel room so we couldn't even go to sleep till everyone was <laughs> till we were done filming uh-huh. anyway so like our beds were right there funny but we couldn't use them that's like that's like getting into like 18 hours that's like getting like into toby hooper territory like in yeah. terms of shoot a man by the, by the railroad tracks probably did feel a little bit like yeah, texas serious heat stroke going on yeah it felt like some sweaty texas but looking back yeah. on it man it's like it was so fun. much fun yeah yeah so watched Wait. a lot of good short films this weekend um one I can't wait to share with you guys. I wrote them today after work oh, to good. get them to send their film to Halloween and Palooza. I'll try to make sure to point yeah. them to Snake Alley too. But yeah, we're gonna be cryptic about it because we don't want to talk about it too much because we want it for. We're actually reaching out to a filmmaker <laughs> to submit to our festival. Yeah, just some college kids enjoyed and it so much. film and yeah, it was kind yeah. of our favorite of the show and and it's the closest thing that would fit into the conversation of this show. There really wasn't. Any real horror this year other than us. And Overdue. the that Oh, yeah, Overdue. Yeah, I'm sorry. I totally forgot about Overdue. Um, which is another filmmaker friend of ours. And it was a fe- and that was a feature. And he his films are always... has always kind of a, like a bizarro sense of humor to him. So, yeah. Anyway, that's what I watched. Excellent. <coughs> Andy, what did you watch? Um... Well, um, I'm still uh, slowly getting through uh, Santa Clarita Diet because I have to watch it with Danielle. Because if I watch ahead of her, she'll she'll get really upset yep, with me. Yep. So, but I w- but I was watching this show called Happy. Have you guys heard of it? Oh yeah, yep. Mike went through it. Yeah. Oh yeah, burned burned right through it. Absolutely love that show. Now I wouldn't call it horror, but it's definitely bizarre, <laughs> and it, it's it's a damn good time. Um, I also went to the theater and saw Pet Cemetery. Uh, just because I saw it like like a day after we did the last podcast, and uh, I liked it. Uh, it I'm not going to say that it blew me away or anything. I mean, I like the the way they kind of uh, flipped the script a little bit with in terms of the of the story, but it still held true to uh, yeah. you know the original concept, you know, of Pet Cemetery, and I liked it. And I'm a and I told the guys last time I'm a big John Lithgow fan. I mean, I can yep. pretty much watch anything <laughs> that he's in. So. Um, I also, uh, and I'm totally stoked that I bought it, and I absolutely love this film. It's uh, The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then Bigfoot. Hell yeah, buddy. Ah, uh, wow. My goodness. Uh, it's it's so good, and it uh, it's, just, it's just a great story about yeah. a man who's, and it's, the the B story is just this really endearing, heartfelt love story, and this man is so broken about he didn't 
he did what he had to do in life because he what he thought was his duty, but he never really got what he truly wanted out of life. And it's 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 really kind of a heartbreaking story, but it's normally I try to like, man, this is really bumming me out. You know, I don't like watching these sort of things, but it's actually it's it's still but it's good. Really, it's still really good. Yeah, it's still so good. And my estimation, it takes place in the uh, early 1980s. Sure. Uh, it never really gave a date, but I was, I'm was i looking at in terms of um, fashion and the automobiles. Nothing looked like it was past like maybe 83, 84 in terms of uh, what, I, what I saw there. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, just a really, really good film. Uh, I highly recommend that one. Uh, and I watched uh, the first episode of Joe Bob's. I, I finished uh, Joe Bob's uh, take on Chud, which <laughs> I did. I never knew that. I knew John Hurd was in it, but I did not know that Daniel Stern was in it, which was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, super greasy uh, Daniel Stern. Yeah, yeah, and he's got a kind of got like the uh, the whole uh, rughead from the Wraith Clint Howard look going on with the really curly <laughs> hair, <Yeah>. and uh, <laughs> um, yeah, duh. Joe Bob is just a goldmine of uh, information. I I, re- I really dig it, and I should probably you know get going on some of the ep- other episodes, but I'm slowly getting through things. But yeah, that's what I watched. Awesome. I guess uh, that leaves you, Mike. What did you watch? I didn't really watch a whole lot. I have been um, going through the Joe Bob stuff. Uh, last night, even, I watched... Um, I don't even remember. the. Oh, yeah, uh, Deathgasm. Joe Bob doing Deathgasm, which is probably the most current movie he's ever yeah. um, hosted. Uh, um. But other than that, I saw Shazam in the theater. That was awesome. Um, loved it, loved it, loved it. My son loved it, too. Really good. But not really horror-themed, so I thought I would do something a little bit different. And instead of doing what we watched, I'm going to do what I bought. Because there was a half-price bookstore right next to the um, um, theater where the film festival is going on. So we always hit up the half-price bookstore, and I... Picked up some Blu-rays. Yes. Uh, I got Taxi Driver uh, on Blu-ray. Um, I got Arrow Arrow's release of The Slayer. Oh. Which is an awesome early 80s cheesy slasher slash monster film that I only remember um, from the old Continental Video VHS box where it was um, packaged with scalps so it was like scalps and slayer and continental was amazing because they put both movies on one videotape so mm-hmm. obviously um pretty poor quality but but now i get an all glorious blu-ray beauty by arrow video so i can't wait to sit down and watch that uh got chopping mall on blu-ray now i own chopping mall like three times um uh, but this is the Vestron uh, Blu-ray release, so pretty stoked. I got that one. Cool, awesome. Um, 
I got Retro Media's release of Alien Factor, uh, mm. uh, Don Dohler's uh, film debut, first film, and it was awesome that I found that because I just also um, rewatched the documentary about him a few weeks back, um, Blood Bath and wait no Blood Boobs and Beasts. It's a good doc, um, and then I also got. Uh, uh, Ing Ingmar Bergman's um, The Virgin Spring. I, I've, I've always felt like I want to be more of an Ing Ingmar Bergman fan, but uh, I've only ever seen The Seventh, uh, seventh uh, Seal, and which I like, um, but just never dealt, um, dived in. And this is one I've always wanted to see because this movie was... Um, the inspiration for Last House on the Left. So, um, oh. yeah, so excited to check that out. And then, ironically enough, because it was in the clearance section, I got Final Destination 5 on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Figured, hey, we're doing an episode about it, might as well have it on Blu-ray. So, that is what I watched slash bought. Cool. Awesome. I wonder what Tad watched. Oh, I'm glad you asked, Jason. Um, I haven't watched a whole lot, but I will bring up something that I've uh, been watching each week and fits fits the bill and I'm absolutely loving is uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the TV series on FX. Has anyone else Oh, is that out? It? Yeah, oh, it's been good. I, uh, oh, damn. Three no episodes. Yeah, three episodes in. Um, Shit, I didn't know that was out already. It is so awesome. Uh First episode sort of sets the ground rules like the the movie where it explains the show. Uh, you don't have to watch the movie first, but if you're listening to this, I imagine you have watched it. And if you haven't, you should hit pause and go watch What We Do in the Shadows and then come back to the episode. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime streaming, I believe. It might be on Netflix. I'm not sure. But the show is... Uh, yeah, it, it, like I said, it doesn't continue from the movie. It's its own thing. But it's so damn smart. Just like the movie, it's so clever. It's shot in uh, the sort of, you know, handheld style. It's like The Office with vampires, you know? And, awesome. uh, yeah, it's just hilarious. Um, I don't know what else to say other than it's it's done by the, uh, the same people. It doesn't have all the same actors in it, so it's new vampires. And uh, they have some really funny twists to the stories that we know from from this group of characters so check that out it's on fx watch it on demand if you have to catch up it is hilarious uh i've also been watching last drive-in whenever i can uh watched the changeling on friday night caught the second one starting at eight o'clock's a bit rough for me if it started at nine i would be okay maybe ten so i can usually catch the second one live but the first one i usually have something going on and then I catch the uh, first one back on the replay. But uh, we had just watched The Changeling for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, but, it was weird but, that it was picked. Yeah, but it, it's, it's sort of funny because um, I watch these movies with Joe Bob, and if I've seen him before, I tend to like watch when he's talking, then I go up and I get up and use the restroom or get food or drink stuff when the actual movie is playing. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> who would have thought, you know, but, yeah. uh, you, I mean, obviously you're watching the show for a reason and you're watching it for Joe Bob. And, uh, it's been fantastic. I did not catch uh, Deathgasm death yet. That's the one, the only one I haven't watched so far, 
but if if you don't have Shutter, you know, use uh, our code, get it for a month. I, I believe there's, I've heard there's nine weeks of it, and we're in what week three of the last drive-in or four. Damn. So yeah, this is the third week. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So we're a third of the way through the first season. I'm hoping that you know we get some more after this, but I'm savoring every minute of it, and mm-hmm. I use it as an excuse to get a uh, you know order pizza and eat bad food and you know stay just up late. Act, and <laughs> yep, and pretend I'm still in middle school and <laughs> you, a man is just like. Ex- yeah, you need an excuse for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I really do. Like, I reward myself. I'm like, it's Friday night, you know, and that's what I do. But uh, it's been fantastic. So, those, that's what I've watched. That's all I got. Has p- anybody's opinion changed about the current male girl? I I like her. I don't get you know. I see so much hate for the movies and her. I, I don't know if it's just the. I mean, do you think if Monster Vision existed during uh, while while the internet was prevalent, people would bitch as much as they do now? Oh, I would, I would think so. Cause yeah, I think so too. I hope, and I hope, yeah, Shutter doesn't see this and and you know and see all the negative feedback and think, you know, I, and I'm sure they're smarter than that. They're probably looking at the viewers in general, but it's just amazing to me. Like <clears throat> they could show no matter what they're going to show, people are going to complain about it. So absolutely. Well, yeah, I, I, Joe Bob was on um, an episode not too long ago. He was interviewed by the guys from last podcast on the left, and Joe Bob addresses that. He talks about how like people are being negative about the movies, and he's dumbfounded by it because people would bitch and moan about how these are like, you know, dumb B movies, and and he's like. Has nobody ever seen my show on Monster Vision? <laughs> that is, he's like, that is what I do. <laughs> They're like all supposed to be bad B movies. Yeah, I mean that. It, it his whole show is themed around drive-ins and that culture of B movies. So, as far as Darcy goes, I I enjoy her. Um, yeah, I I don't think that. Uh, man, I just maybe I'm just like too optimistic but i just she's uh she's funny and if you're if you watch them live and you get on twitter it's such a cool experience it's the good side of the internet is is uh being able to watch it live and sort of be part of a community where she she sort of tweets at fans and shares stuff and she's on there from the you know an hour before till an hour after reacting with fans interacting with fans it's awesome. Like she doesn't have to do that, you know, and yeah. uh, it, it doesn't hurt that she's uh, a big Weezer fan too. So I have to be on her <laughs> side. But, you know, if she somehow ever listens to this episode, you know, I'm a fan. So, so uh, keep doing what you do. Don't don't pay attention to the haters. Yeah, I sure. I mean, he's got to be doing B movies. I mean, I I wouldn't want to watch it if he was doing a commentary on Hereditary, even though I really yeah. like that movie. You know, I mean, let him do. I mean, I'd rather him have him talk about Hell Comes to Frogtown. You know, exactly. I mean, yeah, in anything, you know, it's just like any, you know, every, you know, you know, even though it's a good movie, every snobby person's out there is going to be like, oh, hereditary, blah blah blah, or us. You know, I'm just like, okay, they're fine. You can like whatever you want to like, but this, it's, it does, it wouldn't fit the premise of the show whatsoever. Yeah, and the whole 
horror host culture is themed around the fact that a lot of these movies are the like, shows work because it's a relief from the movie you know yeah you look forward yeah. to the breaks otherwise it'd be annoying to get interrupted all the time pretty much every single horror host had movies like this i mean it's like it's got its roots all the way back to vampira you know it's yeah why why show you know uh you know, and good is subjective, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's and it, that's that's the other thing that pisses me off about it. It's Elevated like, horror. When when I when he was talking about like people bitching about the movies being bad, and I'm like, you haven't shown a bad movie yet, Joe Bob. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Stupid internet trolls. Castle Freak is an awesome movie. Freaking. Yep. I think I'm probably the last man on earth who still likes Chud, but I but regardless. But even then like, you know, I didn't mind it. He came out of the gate and and said he did not he does not like Chud and yeah. he was doing it because people had requested it and then people complained. I'm like, "Yo, I wanted this." You know, and and he's going to be honest. He's not going to pretend he likes a movie just because it's on a show and that's what I, I you know, admire that about him, but he respects it and he talks about the history behind it he he but he addresses his issues with it without you know just bashing it and it's like people can yeah. watch this and then they can go just go on the internet and you know man this movie's dumb it's like why well why is it dumb explain to us what you don't like about it like exactly Joe let's be constructive yeah. here for a, for a movie he didn't freaking even like i mean he sure knew a hell of a lot about it yeah and that's you the know? thing like I when mean, he dove right into it like I'm on the opposite side of side of it. Like it, when I saw that the second movie of last week's was Changeling, I was a little bit like, "Ah, you know, Changeling's a good movie and everything," but I'm like, it didn't really feel like it was a a fit for Joe Bob. And then if you compare it to like the first half of it when he's showing Deathgasm, like Deathgasm was so much fun with him because that movie is just bonkers and gory mm-hmm. and like nasty and silly um, and just a roller coaster ride of of you know craziness and and he embraces that through all of the breaks and it's just that's that's what makes it fun. Joe Bob rules. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So yeah, that's what I watched. <laughs> cool. All right, so we should probably get into the commentary, eh? What we're that's here for. What, that's what Chris cook wanted is what he's gonna get that's right you want to for any new listeners do they need to know about your long-lived hate of this franchise yeah i was gonna get into it um you want to save it yeah, i'll get into about <laughs> I, I i thought about saving it for when uh when there's a lull in the movie but i'll go ahead and bring it up now that's fine like if if anybody um, knows who's been listening to the show for a while, and Chris obviously is one of them, or else he probably wouldn't uh-huh. pick this. But uh, he does say that it's his favorite from the franchise, which I hear a lot of people say yeah. that five is the best of the franchise. So we're going to find out if that's true or not. Um, but I've always had, I've always been very vocal about my dislike of the of the Final Destination um, franchise. For a couple reasons. One, I I I always been on. I've been on the soapbox since the first time I saw the first movie. Of, I feel like these movies 
uh, talk down to horror fans and the fact that, oh, you horror fans don't need anything but a massive bloody body count. Now, that stuff is awesome and important, but I am also a... I feel like I'm a scholar of film, of of a uh, self-proclaimed scholar of film, and I realize that films should have storylines and plots and and whatever. Um, and so it always kind of insulted me a little bit to the fact that here all you guys need is a body count. That's what these movies um, say to me. But more than that, like it's hard for me to get behind a film where I know everybody's going to die. You know, you can't escape death. It's inevitable. And even if somebody does survive till the end of the movie, well, I was like, well, they're still just going to die anyway. There's no real antagonist in this film. Yes, I get it. 80 slasher movies, they don't have storylines. They don't have plots. But there's still there's still a, uh, a bad guy to be scared of. There's still, um, there's still a, a bad guy for these teens to fight or to hide from or whatever. There's 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 nothing in these movies. There's no antagonist whatsoever in these movies. There's so these movies are nothing but a body count. So we'll see if part 5 will change my mind. <laughs> well, there goes my uh, uh, idea of suggesting this podcast to Jeffrey Riddick. The guy who created the series, <laughs> who's actually who's actually a very sweet guy. He's, he's he's a really really nice person. I we became friends at a uh, film festival that I go to in Colorado. He's actually a really sweet dude. So, but nice I've, going, Mike. Yeah, I've, I've ruined it. But I've also said over the past maybe year or so that I am willing to give these films another chance. I've only ever seen the first two. I've only ever seen the first two when they first came out. And, you know, people change, tastes change, things change, time for a change. So we'll see. You got any change? <laughs> so, if you're going to watch along with us, which I suggest you do, if you got this movie on Blu-ray, or, you know, you are streaming it from somewhere, we're starting it um, on black, uh, before the company logo, I already forgot what company... Was. New Line Cinema. New Line Cinema before the New Line Cinema logo pop. No, the Warner Brothers symbol before the Warner Brothers symbol pops up. So starting on black, and everybody ready? You guys ready? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and hit play on three, two, one, play. And there we are, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. I think this Whoa. was this one in 3D. Originally, I think it was it's in 5D. It? Oh my! No, I think I think this was in 3D already. I can tell by that logo. I, I think so too because uh, I will confess I watched it ahead of time, and at the end, boom! It yep. seemed at the end it seemed very apparent that it was supposed to be in 3D when they yeah, did. Oh this, yeah, I think this came out right around the same time as the 3D Saw movie. When it was like the the cool thing in horror to come, it came back. Yeah, five was in two thousand and eleven. <laughs> that was my skull. <laughs> Thanks, Spicoli. That's my Jeff Spicoli. Yep. Yeah. 
I think uh, our theater didn't get 3D yet, but they showed this, and I was so disappointed in the fact that I didn't get to watch it in 3D. Because just like Friday Friday 3D, if you watch it in 2D, it's like some of the scenes are so painful. These opening credits are, are really dumb in 2D. I, I mean, I do like they do a montage at the end of the film of... No, of what? That's a spoiler. Come on. <laughs> I already said that. All right, fine. I'll wait till we get to it. We're gonna get this, to it. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. This all looks like looks like shit that could be like in like a Cactus Jack death match hey, that's like being thrown at us. Thrown at us. Yeah, there you go. So before anybody else asks or oh, gets brought up, I did the research because I got confused there for a while on how many the how many there are in the series, and this is the last one. Right, this is after the final destination. Yeah, so part so there technically is no part four. Part four is called the final destination. So you have oh. Final Destination in two thousand, Final Destination two in two thousand three, Final Destination three in two thousand six, the final destination in two thousand nine, and then this one, Final Destination five in two thousand eleven. So the final destination should be retitled the second to last final destination. Well, and I also watched since I got that Blu-ray. I also watched the like the special features, the little making of, and I won't go too much into it because it's a huge spoiler for the end of the movie. But right away they address like they talk about you know how can how can we be Is that making a hot a- dog? Yeah. Sorry. How can we be making another <laughs> Final Destination movie after the last one was called The Final Destination? Yeah, and, uh, I mean, well, the ending explains why. I I love this series, and I haven't seen this one since I saw it in theater, so I'm I'm stoked that we picked this. Thank you, Chris. I have never seen this, actually. Neither have I. And you're probably thinking, shut the fuck up, you idiots. No. I'm no, glad I get no. to watch it with you guys. And I'm we're going to talk through the whole goddamn thing. We would if we, we were watching it together anyway. Yeah. Our, our writer here also wrote the uh, new uh, Bird Box and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the uh, Eric Hessier. So hopefully I said his name right. So Tad, help me out here, because I I want to change my mind about this franchise. What what about this franchise do you like? That it's it knows that it's dumb, and uh, it's simply the whole all the things are just setting up around gruesome deaths, and it's, it's simple as that. Simple. It's nothing nothing more than that, and they know it, and they don't you know try to trick you into thinking it's more than that. So, all right. I want to know who's going to sweep up all that fucking glass. <laughs> These movies also have, you know, it, it, I think I like them too because they remind me so much of the horror franchises of the 80s and 90s where they have ridiculously good-looking people in every role and they are very clear about who's the bully, mean guy you're not supposed to like and you you have the, the one guy you're supposed to like and the girl, you know, the good people. And you sort of root for uh, the bad guy to die the entire time. I mean, you had that in every slasher in the 80s and 90s, you know. It's funny, you what you say about why you like it was also my <laughs> argument of why I don't like them. 
And I, I guess, I don't know, maybe my logic doesn't make any sense considering I am a fan of films that are gory and hor and slashers and love a good body count. So I guess Ollie. I just need to uh, quit being a little bitch. <laughs> just enjoy these films for what they are. Like, how are they going to die? Oh, yes. The the slutty pants, I'm assuming here, or... Because Molly, our bootleg Uma Thurman, I'm assuming, is the innocent chick that's going to live. Well, dude there Tom is... Cruise. Obviously, he's obviously the douchebag. You could tell before he said a word by how he looks. Because of the eyebrows? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the very, very the Eugene Levy eyebrows. Popped collar, dude. Oh, good that... point. Here comes the fuck up. She is getting out of Bob's van from Halloween. It's the alt couple. Lisa Loeb, everybody in 2011 knows that is <laughs> yeah. right. So it's because she stayed. The the whole character trait of this of this girl here is how she hates wearing glasses. But I actually find this actress more attractive in glasses than when she's not wearing them. To that I agree. I'm curious as to why there's a pocket on a tank. Well, oh, okay, never mind. That's all right with me now. Oh, that's what they're called. <laughs> you nerdy, nerdy guy. Nerd. Yep. Looks like Jared from Subway. <laughs> <laughs> I think death might be a better option in this case. <laughs> Oh, flip phone. Take a drink. <laughs> I just really want to give him like three vanilla ice stripes in his eyebrows with like a bick. Just there's so much there to work with. Oh, champ kind. This whole franchise just jumped up ten points in my book with just with him walking out of the car. I wish you would have said whammy when he got out. I like Stan, the main guy. This score's pretty awful so far. I noticed that in a horror movie, you always have to have, like, a wet ground, whether it's, like, day or night. Grounds have to be wet. For filming, well, yeah. It's a these filming thing. These movies, uh, as they, you know, got into the second and third installment, like, th they know exactly what we're expecting so the whole movies are just like you know possible setups for someone to die you instantly are just looking at everything around the surroundings like 
how is that going to kill someone? Everything. Yeah. Which which I think is fun because you know you know they're going to try to trick you, and it got tough for them to try to figure out how they can do that. Like still surprise people. I mean, it's it's so similar to Saw too because you know people start watching Saw simply to see how they could creatively kill people. I think all yeah. horror franchises go down that road, right? Where it just becomes more more about like the creative deaths than anything else. Well, there's yeah, and then your story suffers at that point. I think you know it's like because then nobody cares; they just want to see him die creatively. There's just diminishing returns on story as each sequel comes by. You can only retell it. Reset it up. Re. Well, that was the thing. Like, I'm just surprised we have five of these movies. I will say though. I mean, you you've seen this now, Mike. So yeah. uh, you'll have to go back and check out the ones you've missed. But man, like, they they do a pretty decent job for for connecting these all up and and uh, getting the timelines straightened out. All things considered, I think so. Anyways, and you've seen them all, right, Ted? Oh yeah, I've seen him, every one of them in the theater. Um, oh wow! Like okay, because I noticed that uh, I mean Tony Todd is kind of an important character to this franchise. Yeah, um, he's kind of the uh, crazy Ralph without being crazy. Huh. Um, but at the same time, like you think, like he, I've always felt like he knows a lot more than he is telling. Even though he still yeah. tells a lot, so like, a lot of, how uh, is he fans, involved in all this? Well, a lot but, of fans think that he is like actually death. Well, yeah, I've I've made that connection too, um, but I was looking again because I still haven't seen three or four, and three. Okay, so his his character name is um, Blood, <laughs> he's Bloodworth. Yeah, um, and he's credited as Bloodworth in parts. One and two, and in this one, but in part three, he's credited as Devil, according to IMDb. Anyway, now is he is he in the third one? Uh, according to the IMDb trivia, he's credited as as being the devil, the voice of the devil at the beginning of the carnival roller coaster ride, and then his yeah, voice I, is used in another spot. But does he show up as the Bloodworth character at all? I don't recall that he was. I think there's a few that he he wasn't in. Then he it was sort of a big deal that he came back in this one. Oh, okay. Because yeah, he wasn't in the final destination either, the fourth one. Um, and according to IMDb, that was solely because of um, scheduling conflicts. Yeah, fuck that. Ugh. Yeah. Of course, we've seen the word caution like five or six times already. There goes the Gatorade, guys. Thanks. This is, like, enough for some people to just freak out on its own. They don't need a hole in the bridge and shit going on. People just hate bridges. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. First blood. That's Rambo. Oh. Not to spoil anything, but you you know, joking about the uh, Lisa Loeb and uh, 
those square TVs and the flip phones are sort of clues as to when this movie might be happening. True. There go the plans. How goddamn windy is it out? Well, we're down the bridge. It is quite quite a bit more windy. That's why bridges always uh, freeze over before streets do. Yeah. Damn. Oh, snaps. Ah, no pun intended. And this, this, season, this series also became um, sort of known for its like first sequence. Like They had to out, try to outdo yep. each other every movie oh, yeah. with the opening sequence. And nothing to me will ever top part two, man. That oh, one yeah. is so awesome. Oh, yeah, with the the lumber flying at cars and stuff. Yeah, the car, yeah. the ultimate car wreck. I will say that about the franchise is this, that opening escaping Whoa. death scene or whatever you want to call it is uh, always amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was 3D. Definitely 3D. <laughs> of course, it's uh, three-hour tour. A three. <laughs> it's like Plinko on the Price is Right. Oh no, her glasses. I mean, is she really that, like, that blind? Whoa. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm really. That's I, I kind of dig this. This is, this, this is pretty cool. Hang on to something. Yep, fuck that too. <laughs> what? Yep. <laughs> oh no, it's over. I know there's probably people who watch this movie or thinking, you know, in the in this situation, fuck those glasses, but I probably would be looking for oh, my yeah, glasses, same. too. Oh, yeah, same. I'm fucked without mine. Yeah. I might as well just... Just fall. Yeah, yeah, might as well just go for the water. Mm. Bye bye Nothing oh. good for her to fall on? Come on. Oh, oh, it wow. gets better, you know. Oh, I know. Oh, oh okay. shit. Yeah, it's... I was going to say, maybe her tits that she was talking about help her to float, but... Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> when Christ... Ooh, oh! Splat. Got him. Yeah, that... A Christ little bear into the face is not going to help that. <laughs> Falling at God knows what Coconut, no! Oh, it's going to tar him out. Oh, shit. <laughs> tar man. Tar man. Yeah. <laughs> Four braids. Oh, I love how his hand is sliding 
as he's falling, he's covered in tar, and the tar peels away from the top of the hand right there on those two fingers, yep. and it's just blood red. Yep. That was cool. Y'all are wow. dead. This is something else. There's a lot of dead. Oh, man, just keep watching it. Damn. Uh, climb, climb. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Bye, Peter. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's like a bug hitting the windshield. God damn. See, when we watch these, we would, like, literally cheer out loud in the theater. Oh, oh fuck. Like this was like uh like the Super Bowl for us. We would cheer whenever someone died, like, yeah, that was awesome. Now do all these movies I know the first one started with like a premonition. Is, yep. Do all of them start with premonitions? Yep. Okay. Yeah, because you always see the uh the full carnage. Yeah, because you sort of have to know what order people might are, are destined to die in because death follows that path. Our lead here, Mr. Premonition, he played Harvey Dent in Gotham. Yep. I think uh, Jared the Subway guy was actually, he reminds me of like one of those uh, skeevy dudes in The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, he might yep. be one. I think he, they played him like they. they because he had like a hairpiece in the in the Wolf of Wall Street. They called him like a rug. Uh, oh, gosh dang it! I can't remember what they called him in the Wolf of Wall Street. But They just uh, closed a bridge here in Burlington tonight, so now I'm like thinking about <laughs> oh, shit. oh, man. They closed it because it's rusting at the bottom, so I'm like, yeah, this could happen. They should have showed this at City Council. Like, do you want this to happen? I think there's like, wasn't there a bridge that collapsed because like too many birds pooped on it for like 20 years? <laughs> and just like the acidity of the bird poop like ate through like the wrought iron and then eventually weakened it so much that it actually literally collapsed. Acid bird poop, just like just like in Birdemic. Well, maybe not that extreme, but well. I mean, eventually it's like, I'm not just making it up to be silly, it's actually it's one of the reasons why it weakened the integrity of the bridge. Uh, at least once a year, one of our bridges is shut down for yeah. repairs. We're the city of bridges. Yeah. It's on wall. And they're always fucked up. Hey, that's not good. So, like... 
he concocted the how how right. He went up with a saw and he cut slits in the bridge and he jumped real high. Exactly. And when would he have done it? He's ha- he has an alibi. He's been with his. But they they still got a question because it's crazy. No. Because he fits the profile of a terrorist. Jesus. <laughs> he uh, he looks like a cross between um Tom Cruise, Brandon Routh, oh, and um oh James Franco's younger brother. Oh, Dave? The guy who stole your girlfriend? Uh-huh. Yes. Asshole. One day they'll be divorced and they'll swoop in. Swoop right in. Allison Bree Saunders. See? It's perfect. Why does that guy look familiar? Which one, him? White guy? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. White guy, that's racist. <laughs> Why does that white person look so. Oh, they all You're trying the to say, <laughs> damn it. Uh, <laughs> Maybe <me> too. <laughs> <clears throat> Crackers, anyway. <laughs> Make me hungry. They could be graham crackers. Well, that was a pretty good opening. What would you say is the worst of those opening sequences, Tad, out of the series? Um, I'm not sure because I don't... I, I remember one, two, and this one. I remember Roller Coaster, and I guess oh, yeah. the other one was a NASCAR race, so I do remember yeah. all of them. Okay. Um, <laughs> yep. I, was gonna, I, was, I was like... <laughs> In my head, I'm like, I don't remember three or four, so I guess uh, those would have been the worst. But then I remembered them instantly. Um, man, that's tough. I guess I would say NASCAR just NASCAR race because um, that's a situation I'll never be in, so it's not relatable. <laughs> no, that's that's a good point. Um, you know, because the three that I've seen, those are the best parts of the movies for me. Is those opening, and they're all solid. Yeah, it's like each one escalates. Like, I remember seeing the airplane scene in the first one, thinking, oh, crap, how would they top that? And then they did with the uh, lumber oh, yeah. truck in the second one. And then this one was pretty solid, too, with the bridge. I'm trying to remember. I, I think I've seen the one with the roller coaster. Which is the one with the roller coaster? That's three. three. Is that three? Yeah, I think I've seen three, but it's been so damn long that it's like I've I've never even seen it. Also on IMDb, there is a, uh, according to IMDb, there's a Final Destination 6 in the uh, in the works. Hot dang! I heard they're remaking, like rebooting it. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Anybody I mean, what's, attached or directors or anything? I'm trying to think. Yeah. I thought there was. Uh, I'll have to look it up. I will watch any movie with, with David Koechner in it. Yeah. Uh, he is just so awesome. And I have a feeling like it doesn't take much to talk him into doing it. You know, he's done so much on, on so many different levels. Like, yeah, I would think it'd be kind of, as long as uh, he believes in the project, Favorite he'll da- do just about David anything. Koechner performance. Oh, my God. Cheap Thrills. As I was going to say. Cheap Thrills yeah. is <laughs> at the top for me. <laughs> But I, I would I would say Scout's Guide was one of my favorites that I saw a bit. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I forgot about that one. Um, Scout's his his Dolly part his Dolly Parton fetish. <laughs> I really like him in Run Ronnie Run. Oh yeah. That movie's so good. Did you enjoy the funeral? Nice. That's a good Tony Todd. He should be <laughs> Vincent Price's first guest on his cooking show. <laughs> creepy guy (laughs) about spit water on that (laughs) I just like to crash funerals you're all doomed french fries You're gonna tear something. You keep that up. Be careful. Right. <laughs> like in my throat. Sure. You have to do the <laughs> sure. <laughs> Wherever you want. <laughs> I tore my hamstring. Something's the coming Tony loose. Voice. Yeah. <laughs> I blew a quad. Doing Tony Todd. <laughs> So we just got five minutes on uh, behind the scenes at a restaurant. That's cool. Uh, dinner and dancing. Again, the, uh, setting up Final all possible deaths cafe. again. Well, you know how many different things can go bad. There's an open flame. There's hot grease. There's big blades. That's what they're doing here. Setting it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, they got like propane God forbid, maybe character oh. development. No, 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 no. We just got to set up what could possibly go Salmonella next. <laughs> You have a meat slicer there. Is that what I'm looking at? We have the meat. Have um, a guy I, with them when right it's not raining. Yep. It's pokey on one end. Yep. I want to see a Final Destination film where death is, is passive aggressive. Yeah, she's like, like, whatever. Everybody dies, but it just takes a while. So why aren't they together? Have I missed that? They broke up, but I don't know. I don't think she had said why yet. Oh. She broke up with him. But this incident that's what women do. Talk again. Oh, hey, now I remember. Um, Patrick Melton and Marcus (laughs) Dunstan are doing the new um, Final Destination. Awesome. Nice. Now, Mike, that's when you ask who that is. Well, Marcus was set. They're, they're guys from the. Um, oh, did they do the? Uh, well, they were set to do the the Halloween reboot, but they did the the collector and the collection. Oh, okay. And the feast 
Feast movies. Oh, those guys, they're from Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. And they're set to redo Final Destination, like start start the franchise over. Let's get on that production. Cool. Yeah, no shit. This chick needs a pair of bills. <laughs> turn, turning her juice off. See, they like to show, not tell. That's good. That's oh, good. Yeah. Character development. Who's going down on the bridge? Somebody's going down. Oh. You are the only thing I care about. Good golly, Miss Molly. I like the way your bangs flap in the wind. That's you, baby. IMDb says that um, the opening disaster sequence of of this one is the longest one out of the series. Huh. Mm -hmm. It lasts four minutes and 44 seconds. Well, you know that, you know, they they know what the people want, so they're just, you know. Yeah. 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 Oh, this is, yeah. Have you guys seen the... uh, gymnast video that came out like this week of the woman who broke both her legs no nope. i did i saw the meme and like when i, I saw it, heard about it yeah yeah i instantly th- will think about that now that i see this you know oh god she's next it, but i mean you're like i said when you watch these movies i guess maybe because i've seen them all and i'm a big fan but you know Going into these, like the best part was the anticipation because anywhere you go, you see people flipping, you're like, oh, shit's going to go down. How are they going to fuck her up in gymnastics? You know what I mean? But there's so many um, false flags, like when they were in the kitchen a minute ago, we thought something was going to happen, nothing happened. That's They they keep they try to keep you on the edge of the seat thinking that something's always going to happen. Because it's built right into the story, and that's pretty cool. And then you should probably lure the viewer into a false sense of security just when they think they're all right, and then oh shit, that and and then hit him, hit him with it, which is all part of the shock and awe. This one, they tur- sorry, I just say this death in particular. It, um, they do, a, I feel, a pretty decent job of giving you misdirection, like. How's it going to happen? How's it going to happen? Right, they've already shown two things that could do it. Mm-hmm. That. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're for, the, the thing about these deaths is that there's like... They foreshadowed the shit out of everything, though. Because they kind of have to. Spinning blades right above their head. Yeah. Spinning blades at their feet. Electricity. Electricity. <laughs> Oh, Worn shoot wires. forward. Paper cut. Ah. <laughs> took, the, took the curriculum right out of her hand. Well, giant eyebrows. 
<laughs> Gravity. That gets Mike most days. Shocking Come on, hand. Candace. Practice really good, Candace. All that cocaine. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> Rubber bands. Yeah, I cut off the circulation. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, bad luck. Is that supposed to mean something? Those are like her good luck rubber bands. And it just right. killed the lights. It's almost got like Freddy Krueger dream sequence right there. Like she just yeah. fell asleep. You know? <laughs> Old Death swooped around. He's in the building. I can do that. <laughs> Work. What? Grab Turn that. Turn to the left. Work. Turn to the right. Oh, she's screwed. Uh, uh, she's going to step up. Is it going to land straight like, oh, God. Home alone style, bro. <laughs> oh. But is it, is it a misdirection? So far. What's going to happen, it's gonna guys? It's going to be all five of these things. Stepping on that thing has me more terrified than, like, getting electrocuted or anything else that could happen. Right? Fucking quiet place. Fucking stomp. What if she loses her balance and it, like, you know, she sits on it? So the character of Peter, his full name uh, is Peter Friedkin, um, which is intentionally named after William Friedkin, who did The Exorcist. They do that in this movie, and I'm going to point it out every time one of them pops up. Ah, great. You slob, just throw your towel (laughs) anywhere. Go to the bars. She's bar hopping. Yep. (laughs) Be aggressive. aggressive. Candace. Be aggressive, but stay loose. Is he going to kill the whole fucking gymnast team? All of them. This is doing really well building tension, by the way. I, I, this is, I'm kind of glued right now. <laughs> Candace's character, her full Hello. name. Hello. Her full I name is. Your, I want her number. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Her full name is Candace Hooper. Aww. Her character is named after Toby Hooper, the director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Does it really count if we never hear their last names? I still hate it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, fuck out! Oh, cock! 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 All oh, the cocaine! Now everybody's high. Thanks <laughs> a lot. It's like a scene out of Scarface. Oh, oh fuck! <laughs> oh, fuck! Did you see that happening? No. Oh, fuck. She was so high, she didn't even feel a thing. Oh, my God. It's weird that we're watching this movie, and I've seen that as a meme <laughs> over the past couple weeks. Oh. Oh, that was awesome. I think the thing that happened in real life was even worse, man. That thing that just happened like last week to the real gymnast. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. That's why I don't exercise. Try it. <laughs> it's too dangerous. 
Oh, he had to watch it too. Oh, if, fuck. She, if she would have, you know, good execution, but a little rough on the landing, oh, she's going to have to settle for the bronze. I was going to say, I think she got deducted points for that. <laughs> oh, full scorpion on that one. He's like, I don't know what to do. I just can't get rid of this boner. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's doing some great smell the fart acting right here. Is he at the hospital? Is that where they're at? I. Or no, they're no, they're at the the police station. Oh, are they still at the gym? They have to be because it would be really fucking stupid if he followed her to the hospital. Because I have some news for him. She didn't survive that. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know. A little hand twitch though. Tony was there. Watching the gymnasts. <laughs> That's awesome. I like we're to gonna, watch the vault. We're going to add a, a Patreon level where uh, Andy will watch the gymnastics uh, Olympics and he'll commentate the entire thing as Tony as, Todd. As Tony Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Koopa, I got a shotgun out here. <laughs> Get your ass on the high beams. <laughs> so we've got like Put he generic did. generic Megan Fox and bootleg Uma Thurman and Harvey Dent. Generic Megan Megan Fox. Um her character name is Olivia, last name Castle. After William Castle. Oh, not Jimmy Castle. Not Frank Castle. Not Castle Freak. White well, Castle. Maybe Castle Freak. Oh man, he's next. Castle Grayskull. <laughs> so it's just word association game from here on out, right? <laughs> Eureka's Castle. Aladdin's Castle. Castle and McCormick. Hard Castle. Hard, hard, hard Castle and McCormick. Green oh, Bean Casserole. Castle. Son <laughs> of a bitch stole all the paper clips. What is this freak doing? He likes how the paper clips pinches up her thighs in his pockets. Attacks. Robert Johnson, like, uh, like the blues player. Happy ending. Walk into an office with the Sixer in a hard hat. It's like he's there to strip for a bachelor party. Or a bachelor <laughs> party. <laughs> I've been working hard. Jesus. I got something better. <laughs> Spread your legs. 
Sorry. Just just keeps going up and up. Someone has heroin. <laughs> someone has heroin. Starts doing body shots. Oh, they all work at the same place. I get it. Yeah, just now get it. That's why they were all on the bus. They were going to a uh, uh, work workman retreat, retreat or whatever. He's got the Bruce Lee Game of Death jumpsuit on. Yeah. He does. <laughs> He needs like the Kareem Abdul Jabbar footprint, like right on uh, on his chest, though. Oh, wow. You are slick. I love the fact that he came into this um, Asian massage parlor looking very similar to the way uh, Kurt Russell did in uh, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for him to say his name's Henry Swanson's my name and excitement's my game. Chinese girls do not come with green eyes. I think I hope Tony Todd is the guy that like gives him a right. <laughs> you have tension in your lower back. No. Yeah, I really want this twerp to die. Right. <laughs> I'm really not liking him. Oh boy. Thank goodness there's nothing in this room that could hurt him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're old and wrinkly. Ooh. my favorite the hip pop oh yeah yep but usually a chiropractor does it right nice big pointy jack in the background there that's that'll kill somebody yeah 
Uh oh. Foreshadowing. They need is like a literal shadow of a four on the wall for, this, <laughs> for these movies. The cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> and why won't you let us call you Pete? <laughs> 3D. Fuck you, plant. <laughs> Please pick up your mess. <laughs> you have a serious impulse control problem. I always said if they ever like revamped Saved by the Bell, uh -huh. uh, uh, this guy is definitely a shoe in for Mr. Belding. Oh, yeah. Good call. <laughs> but Mr. Belding's still alive. That's also true. Richard... Richard um, what what is his name? His real it's name. Haskins. Dennis Haskins. De uh, <coughs> Haskins. Yeah. Show me how this happened. He gets on the bars. Yep. Flips. <laughs> Just like this. Thing. He spun around. Well, she was trying to do a single dismount like so, and you know, actually does it. <laughs> probably lands it better than her too. Well, anybody probably could. They're not trying to land on their head. Can you imagine the forensics guys like uh, seeing piecing this all together? What the fuck? <laughs> so this does this place does chiropractics. Does uh, hasn't done any really massage yet. Now she's doing acupuncture. You guys ever done that? Acupuncture? Yeah. No. No. I have not. I don't quite... Uh, I'm not quite sure I understand how... She got a chloroform him? I mean, she I got a lot of... Needles. I got a lot of piercings in my childhood, but... Ugh. Yeah, she's going to enjoy hurting this guy. Oh, oh my God. Yoch. So you've done this before, Jason? No, no, no. Oh. Yeah, put it directly next to the open flames. Oh, Christ almighty. No, lady. <laughs> <coughs> I 
And out. You're paying by like the hour and she tells you to sleep for a half hour. I definitely would not yeah. feel like I can get my money's worth. Oh, here comes Freddy Krueger. For real, dude. It's not like he can't move. Right. I think there's a reason why, like... Uh... Ouch. At least it's, they're, like, sanitized now. <laughs> right? I mean, his oh wounds are be sanitary. I bet that fuel. Really yeah, good. everything's sanitized. Everything's everything's perfect except for the fact their shitty construction of their table. Oh, that'd have to hurt like hell. Yo, God, quit it, quit it. <laughs> the way he threw that away is like, eh, eh. Oh, fuck. That would have to be an extremely heavy statue. Yeah. I'd take that over the burn. I know that much. Yeah. Severe skull trauma. I had to go. Yeah, I mean, that's instant. Your brain's smushed. You're gone. But in most, like, you know, fires, you're going to probably die of smoke inhalation. Before you, like, actually burn to death. But in this case, he was soaked in alcohol, so... <sighs> Goodness. Ming Young's... Ming Spa. Ambulance. Your idiot friend, that's who. It said not to cross the line, asshole. <laughs> I'm Candyman's Tony Todd. <laughs> the fuck's it look like? His his job is literally in all caps across his back. Yeah. What are you doing here? Quarantining. Oh, 
all, all kidding aside, dude, Tony Todd's got a presence that's like no other, dude. He's he's awesome. Does he have earring? An earring? Uh, this one he does. You ever meet him in person? I have, yes. Yeah, he's yes. something else. Yeah. He's he's very imposing. I didn't realize he was that tall. He's a very tall guy. Why is he something else? Oh, just he is he's everything you think. It's but then at the same time it's like imagine serious guy Tony Todd just goofing around with you too. It's kind of surreal. Yeah. When when I met him, I uh, had him sign my Night of the Living Dead poster. Yeah, the remake that Smitty did. He's and he kind of went into it, you know, about the production. He's like, Ah, yes, the dead. This was my first feature role, and my my son had just been born. Uh, yeah, he was he was really cool about it, and I told him that I was a writer, and he's just like. Well, he, you know, he just, he, I can't remember exactly for, verbatim what he said, but he, he was very enthusiastic, and he just goes, you know, just keep at it and keep doing it, and, you know, he's a really cool guy. Part of me thinks that we talked about gardening a lot. You and Tony Todd? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, you're next. That guy's hair pisses me off. <laughs> For some odd reason. It just does. <sighs> Oddly enough, his hair pisses me off more than his eyebrows. Oh, no. Oh, LASIK. I tried. LASIK. Basic eye sight surgery. This one yeah. is hard to sit through. Well, I mean, when when they write these two, they think of people's worst fears, like needles, um, eyes, like getting something happen to your eyes. Like, I well, think it was in the was the third, second or third one with the teeth. That one got me, like a kid in a dentist office. Oh fuck that! And when you, when you draw comparisons to these films, like Saw, like in the second one, when Shawnee Smith fell in that pit full of freaking hypodermic needles. Oh, yeah. Oh, Christ. <clears throat> yeah, that just made me just shiver for like two minutes. Off Tom, it just try to, sort of reminds me of uh, Henry Rollins. Because he's a liar. <laughs> yeah, but I can't see anything. <laughs> How's it gonna... <laughs> Crunch. It just, it literally is just him crushing her skull with that thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
She didn't say it felt snug putting her head into a pancake. <laughs> See, like, I'm already scared to death of doing LASIK surgery. This just fucked me up for life now. I'm never going to be able to do it. And we got the clockwork orange. Eyelash devices. See, this is where, yeah, this is, we're not, this ain't good. See, fuck that. This, This is too much already. Fuck this. I don't handle things around my eyes very well. (laughs) <laughs> I'm watching the screen. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Stretch, stretch, stretch. Choke, choke. This is this is ah. how we all feel. This is how we all feel watching the scene. Ugh. Is is anybody else's like eyes like trying to water right now? Mm-hmm. Is our I feel sorry for that poor bear. She's like killed it like three times already. Ah, uh, no close-ups. Like a goddamn fish hook, man. Shit. Oh fuck. Huh. Was the eyeball tearing of the bear out like a foreshadowing? What's gonna happen to her? You How could he do this and then leave her like with her eye drying out? Oh my god, yeah. I'd be like, you bastard, get back here and take this fucking thing out of me. Oh, man, it's going to stretch your shit out. (laughs) I meant her eye. Oh, okay. (laughs) Not to exceed five, but we have this machine that will definitely exceed it past five. Yeah, why why would you make that part of your machine if it's not supposed to go past five? It's like Spinal Tap. It goes to 11. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going to cook her eye. Ah, oh, fuck this. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Oh. Really? See Castle, Olivia Castle, as in William Castle. All the time. Wait for it. a good eye too and it was dilating it, as it was before it was uh got right over Dang. that shot reminds me of the old vhs box for the headless eye 
Nobody? All right, fine. Well, my mind went to, like, that one guy that was, like, being all prophetic in the Friday the 13th, like, maybe in the the third one, and he yeah, holds was... up that eyeball. Yeah, yeah, 3D. Yeah. Maybe that's a tribute to Friday Possibly. 3. Has this guy ever yeah. taken off his coat in this movie? This no, how, how else will you don't. know he's a detective? Right. I was going to say, yeah, it's like... As soon as Dr. Loomis took off his jacket, you know, I had no idea what who he was. Yeah, not at all. But he was a doctor, so do doctors and detectives, like, you know, have the same clothing line? Well, doctors wear, like, khaki ones, like tan. <laughs> Hey, Lonnie. Get your ass away from there. (laughs) Thank you. I shot him six times. (laughs) (laughs) So this is directed by Stephen Quayle. He must have been a uh, good buddy of James Cameron. He was assistant director on um, Avatar, was well, second unit director, and then he was second unit director on Titanic. Mm-hmm. And he also was a special projects coordinator for True Lies. But Spe- what the hell is special special projects? Special projects for Terminator Two. And production assistant on The Abyss. Yeah, an editor of The Abyss. You're right, and editor of The Abyss. Oh, I love The Abyss. I'm so glad it's finally... Visual effects on Avatar. So glad Abyss is finally what? Coming out. It's getting worked on, yeah. Like a Blu-ray release? Yeah. I think James Cameron was tweeting about it. Oh, cool. So I've got the uh, laser and the DVD. I thought it was pretty funny in this one that, you know, uh, it it took them quite a while to figure out, like, they're almost all dead already, and he's just now, like, piecing together. I'm happy about that. Yeah, I hate it. You think it's too convenient when they're like, no, right away? Yes. Oh, I hate it when they figure out this incredible, impossible plot line way early. I hate it when that happens. So mm. I was, I was actually just thinking. Now I'm happy that it's at least halfway through his friends before he's putting it together. Even with all the Tony Todd mumbo jumbo. Yeah, and the detective pretty much was the one that was like, <clears throat> "This is a pattern," you know. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily him that even figured it out. Did I miss the scene where Tony Todd tells him that you have to sacrifice somebody else? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Spoiler. Well, it had to have happened before now, because this scene's happening. Oh, yeah. Maybe, I, I don't know. And I, th- maybe, maybe, I thought it was Tony Todd. I'm pretty sure it was Tony Todd. And I think it happened when... When they finally realized why he's at every crime scene, because he's the coroner. 
But he he talks about how like you know death is going to come for you because you escape death unless you offer him a sacrifice unless you offer death a sacrifice or something along those lines. So somebody else has to die in your place or something like that. And I've been waiting for that moment to ask you, Tad, uh, if you remember, is that a thing in all this, the films? I don't remember. Because I don't remember that being a thing in the other films, but it, again, it's been forever since I've seen them. Ooh. Ah, oh, nice. Wait for it. Yeah, just a little bit more. <laughs> well, with this, with this uh, the boss, you know, this uh, the black kid, I can't remember, I don't know his name. If he was the boss and he was out there and underneath the crane, he should have had his hard hat on. I work in, like, a factory, and he's like, yeah. He's a walking violation. OSHA would have a heyday with him. I feel like he's severely underused in this movie. Yeah. You threatening me, you little punk? You and your perfect hair. <laughs> See, Peter at this point knows what's knows what's going on. I mean, didn't he just kind of say it right there that you know you have to kill somebody to like? I just man, I kind of wish I had gone and watched all of them up to this before before this commentary. So I can't remember if that is a thing or not, and from the previous films. That Someone. is the most absurd hook I've ever seen in my Ever's. life in terms of super sharp. Like, yeah. Like industrial, that's that that would never be there. Just just saying. I'm sure uh, Chris is listening to this right now, screaming at you, Mike. Going, you should have watched the other movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's in a very important um, plot point of this one of that of that rule, I guess. I mean, the rules do apply in all. Th- all the movies they do sort of set that you know set of rules and they don't break them they're doing it right now well i'm and i'm not saying i would i would be pissed off if they waited till now to introduce this rule because apparently there's only one person in the whole universe that knows the rules to what's going on that's tony todd's character and he's so cryptic Mm. through the whole series then like you know, I, I would understand if, like, this rule never gets explained until way later in the franchise. I just think it's interesting because it's such an important part of the third act here. Whoa! Oh, fuck! Okay. Not expecting that. Damn! <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Perhaps this 
Tony Todd character truly is just like a regular coroner, but he's around. He just he's around death, just like twenty four seven, and maybe he's just become accustomed to. I don't know. Maybe the rules. But he knows. He knows each time when these kids cheat death in all these films. The the Tony Todd character? Yeah. Uh but, yeah, like like I said, I'm I've only I'm only familiar with like one and two and it's been like and well, I guess three. And we have a vague recollection of that, but um I probably need to be a little bit more well informed about him because this is the first time I've actually seen Tony Todd. In a Final Destination film. Oh. Oh. Well, and, and I'm just, you know, saying, it's, it's just fun to speculate what his character's supposed to be, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Maybe he's a guy who cheated death and... Yeah, who knows? You know, he's I don't in know. tune with it or... Well, if he's a coroner, death is keeping him, you know, <laughs> gives him job security. Fuck that fish. Yeah. It's Hell's Kitchen. Who's that asshole? Who's that asshole that hosts that hosts that show? Uh, Ramsey is n- his yeah. last name. Gordon Ramsey. Gordon Ramsey. Thank you. Yeah. Kill that prick in like like the worst way possible in one of these movies. That'd be gratifying. Knives, torches. Onions. Slices. (laughs) Grinders. Rotisseries. It's a meat tenderizer, I'm assuming, correct? Yep. You know that bitch is going to try to kick on, yep. Nah, he unplugged the wrong one. That is a very large rotisserie. I will say... For the three D part of it, they don't they don't have those like annoying shots. Too, yeah, yeah, not too gratuitous. Yeah. Like part like uh Friday part three. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. No yo yos in the camera or Yeah. <laughs> Ping pong balls and yeah. well uh, what what are they yeah, the the whatever it is the They're at least keeping the three D to to the deaths. This trend of 3D, I think when it really kind of started, at least when I noticed for horror, it was the the remake of My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. And I don't know how long it lasted, maybe a year or two. 
that's yeah that was like with the resurgence of 3d um our most modern ver resurgence of 3d but that was when they were still using 3d as a gimmick where like how it progressed into be more of a of just a depth of field thing instead of like just throwing things at your face um Mm -hmm. And then, it, like, and it just be evolved into like you know you have a lot of depth to your frame, for where you can almost f seem like you could reach out and touch it. But back, like with my Bloody Valentine, some of those some of those films right around that era that was using 3D. It was all about it was still like the old old classic version of 3D where it was all about throwing stuff into the camera. Yeah, I. I, I remember pretty vividly the uh the the tree branch in the car wreck with uh, oh, the yeah. tree branch just shooting through the windshield He's going to drink this glass and throw it against the wall, too. <laughs> Fuck you, glass. <laughs> he just one sip out of everything and throws it against the wall. Another one. <laughs> like like Thor. <laughs> I'll have another. Yeah, so if you'd fuck right off and leave us alone. Yeah, if you could just, you know, <coughs> maybe, maybe get the hell away from me, like, right now. Be a little safer. <laughs> this is when he goes full Patrick Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> is he going to go return some videotapes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> See? Uh, oh, yeah. He's got to kill somebody to... Yeah. To replace him, yeah. Then why bring it up? Psych. But I totally found a new fetish. Her eyeshadow doesn't go well with her. 
Yeah, she's like in total, like really thick makeup, like the whole movie. I've noticed, like just like even at home, like bright red lipstick, and just it's like I don't, I don't know. It's just not that it's a bad thing. It's just doesn't. Whoa. Yikes. See what I mean? Like, yeah, just, just now we have an, now we have like we have an actual antagonist in this movie. So I think that's pretty cool. So why is he trying to shoot her? To because replace him. To replace him, because she's not supposed to die. She wasn't supposed to die on the bridge. So what if he shoots him? What 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 does that do? That was just thinking that too. Like if the rules are they die in the order they were supposed to die, like what if what if somebody what if somebody died out of order? What would happen then? It loops back around, or maybe death won't let it happen. Like right there with the knife. Mm -hmm. Not his turn. I'll cook you dinner. Well, you want some tater tots? Yeah. <laughs> Might be some popcorn shrimp around here. Well, I just get Tom Cruise. I don't know. Gee. I can see that. I wish it like was a Tom. young, like a uh, risky business, Tom Cruise. I wish it was Tom Cruise. It'd be awesome to see him die on screen. Uh. Has he ever died on screen? Ever, Tom Cruise? Uh, maybe sure. tap in taps. I think he would. Performance-wise, yes, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it taps. He got shot. Mm. Killed a cop. He wasn't on the bridge. <laughs> nope, so now it should make him safe, right? He wasn't supposed to die. say this guy's like really hard on drinkware you know there's like a whole cardi see i rest my Ooh, ouch you throw a cd player at him <laughs> fry him ouch 
on a deleted scene, they were actually fighting about what to have for dinner. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Told you I wanted chicken. See, this one's pretty cool because there's actual conflict going on. There's some stuff in the other movies where uh, a disgruntled character will not exactly go after them like this, but... Oh, rotisserie in 3D. Yep. Yeah, he got skewered. Hot gun. So, and since he killed that guy, now he's safe. What was it? What's it was uh, MythBusters um, prove that that can't happen? What the heating of a gun? Yeah. Or yeah, the heating of a gun I, making the bullet go off. I've heard that, like you know, even dropping a gun doesn't really ever cause a you know a discharge yeah. of a weapon. Yeah, Tony Todd's like barely in this. He's kind of barely in any of them. There we go, guys. Oh. Does that look familiar? You son of a bitch. (laughs) When I saw that, like, the first time I watched it in theater, I was like, oh, man, they totally got me. Yeah, this was good. This was a good, good little thing here, um, tying it the in. Way, yeah, the way this, yeah, this way this, you know, how it comes full circle. It's so we're looking at like a what a two thousand timeline right Dang, here. Yeah, just in case you didn't get it. <laughs> and I read that they actually got a lot of the, a lot of the original cast members back to. Uh, to do that, to do those shots of them getting drug, dragged off the plane. So that's pretty cool. And on yeah. IMDb, it does credit um, um, Devin uh, Sawa. Sawa. Yeah. So I guess that was actually really him and not just recycled footage. Devin Sawa is a man. Oh, I love him. Ever since Idle Hands, I, I think he's a great actor. I wish he would do more. And he- and he got to dance with uh, Wendy and Casper. That and also um, SLC Punk. He was awesome in that too. I love him. I love yeah, that movie. lots of LSD in them in them uh, pants. Yeah. Although I can, unfortunately, I cannot say the same thing about the uh, second SLC Punk. But yeah, I still have never seen the second one. I forgot there was a second don't, one. Don't. Don't waste it's different. Time. It's different. Yeah, but the first SLC Punk is stellar. This is messed up. Is it gonna cook her? 
Oh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So going back um, to what I was saying at the top of the uh, top of the movie on the making of how they said you know how can you make a sequel when the last one was the final destination and they're like the answer is let's make it a prequel right and not tell anyone about it which it, was genius genius now uh, go ahead why sorry. do I feel like part of this plane is going to land on this goddamn bar. Oh, that well, explains it right here. And we got dust in the wind playing in the bar. Yep. So the guy was going to die anyway, so he really wasn't a replacement. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> and this and part here is really cool, too. It's my favorite ACDC song, by the way. So on uh, March 17th, Devin Sawa boarded a flight. It was flight 317, which happened to be the 19th anniversary of the original first Final Destination when it came out. Huh. Huh. But he I, made it out alive. Yeah, I, was, I wouldn't have gone on that plane. Fuck that. I think this is so cool. I wish I could have seen this in 3D. Just all the shot, all the kill scenes from the previous films. A cool little music video montage. Ugh. <laughs> I remember that one. That was uh, Stifler. Yep, yeah. Stifler. It's our roller coaster. Well, it was our roller coaster. <laughs> I do remember the suntan, uh, the tanning bed. Which one's that from? I think, I think that might be from, yeah, from three as well. Uh. Okay, Tony. Woo! That was good. It was. Uh, I think I, I had, finally I get it. What was that, Mike? I finally get it. Aww. I think, like, maybe at the time, my problem was, is, like, I think I wanted... Something a bit more. I don't know if I want to use the word serious from my horror at the time, but something taken a bit more seriously than something goofy like this. But I'm a complete different person now than I was then. Because yeah. now I'm like, oh, there's way too much like artsy, <laughs> serious horror films out there. Where's all the fun stuff? Yeah. So, um, so yes, I appreciate this for what it is and and this one's cool because it's got things that i didn't see in the other films like again using using this whole thing as 
a way, you know, of like a whole separate, almost kind of not necessarily storyline, but a whole separate um, thing for the third act there, where now they actually have to fight something or someone, you know, and then the fact that the whole thing was just a prequel <coughs> was was also really That's cool. Pretty cool. like it <clears throat> yeah it's it was a good time the uh the deaths the deaths were great um, sure. <clears throat> um could have used a little bit more tony todd but i'm not gonna let that you know <clears throat> discourage me from liking the movie you know Did you guys see the uh, twist coming at all? No. I did not. Mm-mm, all no. the kills were very unique and <coughs> not uh, projected at all. And with the twist, too, uh, it's, it's, it's cool because, as you mentioned earlier, Tad, is they paid attention to those details of, of you know, the story is taking place in the year 2000, if not earlier, and not um, 2009. Which doesn't sound like a huge gap, but in this day and age of technology, you know, with the cell phones we have now versus flip phones from you know back in the year 2000. So, so when you're watching it, you're not really, you're still not really paying attention to that. But then it all those attentions to detail is um, really smart. And even though that it was, it seemed you knew it kind of took place, you know, a little little bit of ways back. It didn't really, it didn't really give it give it too much away that it was. A, it didn't. I didn't feel like it was a prequel, at all. You know, it, there was mm-hmm. no. No. Uh-uh. There was no indication that this was, you know. The beginning, so to speak. <clears throat> yeah, and that's the thing with this whole franchise, right? Like you could just go, you could, you know, go just about anywhere with it as long as you just adhere to those rules. You know, you can make it connected. You don't have to connect it. But is this anybody's favorite? Does this beat the first one? Well, I can't really say that. I'd have to watch them again. So I'd have to go back and watch. But, but I've I've seen a lot of people say online <clears throat> and stuff that it is their favorite. So, second one's still my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Mostly because of that opening scene. That helps, but um, I think a combination of that and a little bit of nostalgia. Like my, I remember my brother came back for some kind of holiday and like me and him and my sister we never ever really like go out and just do stuff as siblings so we all went out to the theater and saw it together and it was just a blast like we saw it opening weekend Aww. and so just like a good memory that would make it special yeah yeah well, what about you jason or oh you, man or do you need to go back and revisit it's been forever since i watched those but I really enjoyed this one, then. I was saying, now you sort of want to, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh-oh. No, I mean, I guess. 
I just, I'm not going to run out and do it, but no. I'm happy that, I mean, I loved getting to watch it with you guys. That made it fun. So are you happy that you have the Blu-ray now, Mike? I, I am, because I, I, I kind of want to give it another watch. Um, that first viewing, I was like doing stuff while watching it. So I just wanted to be familiar with the movie, so we weren't sitting here tonight, and all I did was just watch it and not say anything. <clears throat> so, so I was okay with like half watching it the first time, but I want to do one sit down and watch again, knowing the reveal at the end, and kind of maybe you know, kind of nitpick at details just to see how how deep they got in trying to um, maintain that year two thousand um, look. So, yeah. So I'm glad I li- I'm glad I like I uh, I own it, and it only costs two bucks on Blu-ray. So <laughs> <coughs> I'd be fine either way. <coughs> Thanks, Chris. Yes, thank you, Chris. Look uh, at that! You turned suggest- Mike around on this franchise. Well, I think you did sort of. Good job. Man, Who would have ever thought? I would never have guessed. No, I'm a stubborn old bastard. Yeah. Truth. Try it. Okay, well, no shout-out, no segments uh, this episode. No shout-outs, no insane's pick. Just all Final Destination gold glory. So, Yep, so if you want to be cool like Chris, get over there on the Patreon and get signed up. He was he was telling us the other day he just can't believe he gets to go back through all the bonus episodes, and if it's anything like this last bonus episode we just did, it, yeah, I mean yes it's horror fun, but you also get to learn a lot about us and it's a lot more personal stuff and they're really fun little short short episodes. <clears throat> yes, so yeah, definitely uh, at least just go check it out. Just go yeah. check out our Patreon page and, you know, hopefully you'll jump on board. And, you know, if, if you want, I can announce a list of movies that I hate. <laughs> so, you can, so you can fuck with me just like Chris did and make me want, make me do a commentary on something that sucks. Um, so, but yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think of movies I hate. No, stop it. So I need, yeah, I need to move on. Uh, so that's it for this episode. That was fun. That was fun. It's been so long since we've done a commentary episode. So again, thanks, Chris. Thanks. A that lot. was my uh, our commentary episode was my inaugural episode, actually. Yeah. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, I was, I was, I was due for another one. What was that one? I don't remember. Piranha. Oh, I just knew yeah. Ving Rhames was there the whole time, and yeah, that's when we had Ving Rhames show up. Yeah, yeah. get your ass out the wall. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a little tired you. right now. I, I haven't had much to drink. So, well, like you know, anything like I don't drink, drink, but you know, I need water. Gotcha. All right. Well, if that's the case, then we should wrap it up. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Uh, Thanks again to Chris for suggesting the film and being a Patreon supporter. And we will talk to you all again on the next episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Oh no, could this be the end of... Attack of the Killer Podcast.